Hello, NAPI members and flight instructors. This is John Niehaus, Director of Program Development for the National Association of Flight Instructors. And I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the NAFI More Right Rudder podcast, the podcast for flight instructors on the go. And uh, today, our episode is proudly sponsored by Flying Magazine. And uh, if you don't know, um, I'll give you a reason to join NAFI, and that is that NAFI members... Uh, receive a free year subscription uh, for Flying Magazine. So every year you're a NAFI member, you receive Flying Magazine as well. And uh, you may or may not have noticed, but they've been doing some really awesome and exciting things. They've increased the the size of the magazine. They've uh, also gone back to monthly. So not only do you get a bigger magazine, but you get it more often than you did before. Um, and uh, they're doing some really cool things with content. I really like what they did recently with uh, aviation mental health. It is a topic that we all need to talk about a little bit more, Um, and uh, hopefully you'll be seeing some stuff out of NAFI about that too. But nevertheless, uh, Flying Magazine, sponsoring this episode of the More Right Rudder podcast. And if you like the content, if you like what we're doing here, please, 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 please remember to subscribe to us uh, specifically on this podcast. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, give us a uh, five-star rating if you could. Um, and uh, if you aren't already, we also have a lot of content out on our YouTube page. So please subscribe to us there too. We need all the following we can get. Um, but without further ado, The episode of this week is uh, a 10 questions interview that we did, and uh, we took a cool spin on it. It's actually an interview of Barry Schiff and uh, Brian Schiff, NAFI board member and son of Barry, did the interview. So uh, not only did I not have to do it this time, uh, even though I love doing them, um, but uh, it was kind of cool because it was a father and son conversation. So, and Brian even said that uh, that he learned a few things about his dad that he didn't know before. So, I do hope you listen all the way through. I do hope you enjoy it. And uh, without further ado, it is a ten question challenge interview, hosted by Brian Schiff, interviewing his dad, an AOPA uh, famous AOPA author, Barry Schiff. Welcome to this edition of the NAFI 10 Question Challenge, the online video series where we ask successful flight instructors 10 questions and find out how their experience as flight instructors has contributed to their personal and professional successes. Today, our guest is none other than my own father, Barry Schiff. John Niehaus was going to host this one, but I thought it would be fun to interview my own father. His accomplishments include, and this is in addition to breeding and raising and upstanding member of the aviation community, being a notable aviation author, speaker, world record holder, yada, yada, yada. Welcome, Dad. How you doing? Well, son, how are you? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. Uh, uh, don't you have like all the CFI ratings? Yeah, Minus I do. Ones? All of the ones you can get. Yeah, and uh, There's Jet uh, Lift, which I do not have. Howard, yeah, I and mean, you've been teaching for uh, as long as I've been alive, uh, 65 years or so. Exactly. Wow. So you've, you've probably learned more than, uh, than, than, than most of us have forgotten. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's dive into the. There's always, there's always more to learn. 
there's always more to learn. That's what we love about this, I think, is that we're never going to know it all. So much more. Um, all right, well, let's dive into the 10 questions. Was flight instructing part of your original career plan or was it something you never anticipated doing? Oh, I, no, I never anticipated it. Uh, I was a line boy at Santa Monica Airport at the age of 17, you know, moving airplanes around the line, refueling them and the like. And I had just gotten my uh, private pilot's license and I was making a, a buck an hour as a line boy. And I knew I could make six bucks an hour as a flight instructor. And that was the incentive because I was headed for college and I needed all the money I could get. So that was my reason for becoming a flight instructor. So the it was pay, ba pay base. <laughs> big bucks, yeah. Got it. So reflecting on your instructor skill with your first student, the very first student, how well do you think you did with that first student? It's hard to know. That was 65 years ago, as we've just mentioned. So I don't know how well I did or didn't do. I know that I worked hard at it because he was my first student. And I was a kid and he was a man. And I knew that I had to work very hard to get him to be a pilot. And it was, uh, it worked out okay. He, he turned out to be a decent, a decent private pilot. So I guess I did okay. Uh, I really don't know. Did he ever crash? <laughs> not as far as I know. <laughs> I'm not sure he's even alive. He was, uh, oh, oh, in his mid-40s when I was uh, 18 and instructing. So he's likely not around now. Got it. So most of us have had an instructor mentor who helped learn the ropes. Who was, who was yours and what was the most meaningful thing that they taught you? Oh, my mentor was Paul Blackman. He was a uh, World War II pilot who uh, checked me out in his Navy on so that I could become a, uh, a pilot for the Acme Meatpacking Company when I was 18 years old. And uh, man, I'll tell you, that was a thrill. But when he checked me out, he, he asked me, for example, to hold uh, 7,500 feet of altitude, and I was holding 74. And after a while, he kind of jabbed me with his elbow, and he said, you know something? I'll bet you can hold 7,500 feet just as well as you're holding 74. Now get with it. And I never forgot that. No, and I, and I happen to know for a fact that you continued to teach that because I remember you doing the same thing with me. If you can hold 3,450 feet, you can hold 3,500 feet. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's right. So I guess striving for perfection, even though you may not attain it, striving for it is a good thing. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. What is the most valuable non-aviation skill that you have learned from being a flight instructor? I would say patience. I think that was the most important thing I had to learn patience because my students always they didn't always do what I wanted them to do and I had to patiently teach them what I needed for them to do patience yeah of all things did you learn that before or after you taught me how to fly <laughs> you put it to the test probably during just put it that way <laughs> that's why I did that what do you enjoy most about flight instructing well I really enjoy watching someone who is not a pilot and knows nothing about aviation, develop into a pilot that we can be proud of. I really enjoyed the evolution of a student into a, a full-blown pilot. I really liked that. It was very gratifying. Yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed the same thing, watching uh, turning a passenger into a pilot 
and uh, transferring the responsibility of the outcome of the flight from the right seat to the left seat. Uh, and watching that, I enjoyed the same thing. So what is your most scary or interesting, fun, instructional story that you have from with a student? If you have, if you can narrow it down to one. Uh, scary, I mean, other than flying with you? <laughs> other than that, yeah. Actually, there was a pretty scary event. I was, uh, again, an 18-year-old instructor at Santa Monica, and uh, an airline pilot uh, came by our school and wanted to get checked out in an air coupe that we had on the line. And I didn't realize it, but this airline pilot had never before flown a light airplane. Uh, I found out, though, when we went for our first flight. Uh, I let him make the takeoff, and I asked him to rotate the nose uh, at the appropriate speed. And all of a sudden, the nose kept, not didn't go up. It went way up. This guy rotated the air coupe as if it were a 707, you know, and you don't, you don't pull the nose up that high. And we were about to stall, and I, I was able to push the nose back down again, thankfully, in time. But uh, that was very, very frightening. I had no idea what to expect. And it, it taught me uh, not to take things for granted. Yeah, and always be ready. You just never know what the students are going to do. Yeah, well, I figured an airline captain, my God, you know. I think if I were going to reflect on scary, interesting fun, and I thought you were going to say this, is, is watching your own son solo. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was a source of pride. Yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't frightening. And maybe that's if the I, If I, for one minute, were going to be frightened to let you go alone, I wouldn't let you go. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, so in your mind, what quality or skill makes for an exceptional flight instructor? And there are probably many, but what would you narrow it down to? Yeah, there are many. Uh, I guess I would say adaptability. I think a, a good instructor has to adapt to his students. Uh, that would be, I think one of the most important qualities. I agree with that. What aspect of flight instruction? Do you have a choice? No, I have to agree with you. <laughs> Grew up learning how to do that. <laughs> not, not to your face, at least. <laughs> what aspect of flight instructing best prepared you for what you're doing now or what you retired from, if you'd rather answer it that way? Well, yeah, I... Uh, as an airline captain, uh, as you know, I, as most people know, I guess, I flew for TWA for 34 years. And instructing helped me to become a better captain because it helped me to uh, instruct my co-pilots, who obviously are, are getting ready to be captains themselves. And uh, I think I, I, pr I prided myself in being a good captain because I was a good instructor as an airline captain. And of course, as a writer, an aviation writer, you have to instruct, uh, but in a different way. Uh, you write things and you hopefully instruct in a manner that people can understand when they, they read what you have to say. And so I, I found that being an instructor helped me be a better captain and a better writer. It makes sense. And if memory serves, you got into writing by writing thing, topics for your students to help them understand certain topics. Isn't that right? No, that's correct. A long, long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> How did you utilize your time as a flight instructor to transition into what you did professionally or what you professionally do now? 
Well, the way I became a better pilot, which is what I like to think I do better now, and a better writer was I was constantly studying. Uh, there was not an aviation book around that I didn't read. Uh, I was a voracious reader, uh, trying to, to absorb and soak up all I could learn so that hopefully when somebody uh, asked me a question, I could answer it. You know, it, it makes me think, and I remember doing the same thing, reading all these books, but now there's just so much to read online and it's unvetted, whereas a published book was vetted and you got it, it seemed like more authoritative, but now you can go online and find all kinds of articles and blogs and things written by anybody totally unvetted. And, and I think it, student pilots, all pilots need to be careful about what they read. You don't know what to believe these days. It's so true. Right, right. So finally, if you could give a new instructor, and there are a lot of new instructors nowadays, one piece of advice for success in the profession as a flight instructor, what would it be? I think one of the most important things for a flight instructor is not to fake it. A student is gonna ask you a lot of questions as he learns to fly, and he'll ask things you may not know. Don't fake it. When he asks you a question and you don't know the answer, be honest and say, you know, I really don't know, but I'll find out for you and I'll let you know tomorrow or the next day or whenever the lesson's gonna be. But you'll gain more respect that way and uh, you'll, be a, you'll make him a safer pilot. Yeah, and I think it also lends to your credibility if you do that because it makes the student understand that you're not giving answers off the cuff that if you say, I don't know, I'm gonna look it up and get back to you, then they, they know they're gonna get a correct answer. Correct. Yeah. All right, well, that's great. Thank you very much for joining us and answering the 10 questions on Nappy's 10 Question Challenge. We'll look for you on something in the future. You take care. All right, you too. Talk to you later. I'll see you for dinner.